That's crazy because Shao Kahn um, has been like dead, dead for a few Mortal Kombat's. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how they're going to reintroduce him. But the big bad in this one is Raiden. The big bad is Raiden because in the last one he got possessed or something, um. and then the last shot, every when no matter who you win with, Raiden becomes evil, and then it just cliffhangs from there. So they're saying this one up for him to be like the Shang Tsung hmm. or Shao Kahn. Oh, we've been recording. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. So, all good. <laughs> I hope you like listening to the Mortal Kombat trailer. I'm also not going to move this chair. Yeah, that chair, chair sucks. <laughs> I apologize. What's up? Or what are we calling this? Yeah, so we have we have a working title. Yeah, Ye yellow spandex. Yeah, yellow know. spandex. Or is that just the title of this episode? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the people that are listening to it will know, but not us right now. <laughs> You're listening to history after the fact. <laughs> I don't know what that. <laughs> yeah, so we always get together on certain weeks, and when we're together, we always talk about movie stuff. We always end up talking for hours. So we decided, well, why don't we just do a podcast where we do the same thing? We still hang out. We still talk. We talk about movies. We talk about pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about. <laughs> Mainly nerd stuff, but yeah, pretty much everything. The the yellow spandex uh, thing came up because it comes up a lot in our conversations about like, I mean me personally, I hate the X Men film so much because I love the X Men, so much, and to me it just like completely missed the mark. And so it's like an ongoing joke of like, Brian Singer and company always wanting to make like the X Men like relatable and dark outfits that mm. look like army outfits and stuff. Yeah, well I had that Matrix feel at the time. Yeah, but no one ever got to see Wolverine in the yellow spandex. And like that, it's a good. This is good timing too because the uh, second Captain Marvel trailer came out at the time of recording of this, and they just go for it, mm -hmm. and it's awesome. It's like gold, like blue and red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go for it. I mean, even the, even nowadays, the new was it the next movie? It looks like they're still going to have, the next X Men movie. It looks like they're still going to be in some like just garbage suits, even though the last shot of yeah. the last movie. Had them like all in some kind of variant of their traditional like '90s esque suits. In, right. Uh, apocalypse or yeah, apocalypse. Okay. They, they, gotcha. Like the end shot spoilers, obviously. Um, that they are like, oh hey, look, we're in our somewhat traditional looking suits. I have almost wiped that movie from my memory. <laughs> I never saw it to be honest. Mm. I actually, I made an exception for Days of Future Past because they brought mm. everybody back for that one. And I was like, okay, I'll watch this one because I'm still interested and I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and Patrick Stewart. So we'll see. And I was okay with that one just because it kind of tied up loose ends. But like, mm. yeah, the X-Men in, in general just annoy me to death. And they hold, mm. and I hold like a special thing in my heart mm -hmm. for them. It's just, oh, it hurts. Recently <laughs> I watched uh, parts of First Class mm -hmm. and uh, it was the scene where the, uh, uh, Professor X and... Um, Magneto are recruiting and they're going through and they're meeting all these people in their natural habitat and uh, <laughs> recruiting them and that's exactly what it feels like because each of the characters that they meet do their thing you know do their special power or whatever mm -hmm. so it's a uh, fitting to say natural habitat mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it made me realize that I kind of did like that movie I enjoyed certain aspects of that film first class you said yeah first class i think it's weird i think i would have actually liked first class if not for two reasons at the time 
I was working at Barnes and Noble, and I worked in the music department, and it was right around the corner from the graphic novels. And I had seen First Class for whatever reason. It was mm-hmm. on display or something. So I picked it up and I would read it in between customers. Mm-hmm. And I loved it so much. It was the first like graphic novel comic book thing that I like newly loved since I was a kid. And so when they announced the First Class movie, I know I had that expectation. Mm-hmm. And it just, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was different. You know, it's like getting told you're going to see a Deadpool movie and watching like Daredevil. It's like, <laughs> it's just different. Like, what is this? I too was like, oh, I love this comic so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I don't get to read as often as I, I wanted to anymore. And like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm actually excited. And it was kind of, I don't, was it, it wasn't, it wasn't pre-Marvel, like Disney Marvel, but I was actually ha- still at that point where I had hope for Fox being like, okay, maybe we can, we can actually deal with this. Hmm. But yeah, as soon as it, it came out for me, I don't, I it just wasn't the first class. And so, you know, someone who's read uh, quite a bit of the originals, yeah. you're like, okay, so what is this? And why did we do this? <laughs> and then the second thing that turned me off of it, it was like, it further complicated this already messed up timeline. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we got the second Moira McTaggart. Oh, yeah. Who isn't even like, they all they, these, like so many of these problems could have been fixed with like one line of dialogue or something that could like, <laughs> The the previous Moira McTaggart was like what she was she was a um, um wait was it, I forget which order it came in was Moira in the original X Men series actually Scottish yes mm. okay and then in the first class one she was an American like CIA agent yeah they don't even like they could have even just mentioned like oh yeah that was my great grandmother mm-hmm. but and, not at all and like yeah and she was like an older woman kind of like mm-hmm. you know in the comics and in the ninety three animated series. But in this movie, she's like this, like hot d- doctor. You know what I mean? Which is still fine. It just there was just no continuity between the two Moiras. No, not at all. They're... And the second one didn't have to be Moira. It literally could have been Agent Smith or something. I also uh, really was upset with the way they handled Havoc. Yeah. Uh, Scott Summers' brother. I can't. What, what is what is Alex he? Summers. Alex Summers. That's right. And how like he was in prison. Or at in, he was like being held in a or detained somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever, and they had the you know, uh, McLevoy and uh, what's his name, uh, Fassbender mm-hmm. had to go break him out with using their cool powers and stuff like that. But yeah, it was set it, up. it was weird because like I could tell the biggest difference is in the MCU for the most part they consider like a story and then like build like the power sets around it. I feel like yeah. But in X-Men, it felt like they had these moments that they wanted to show off of the powers mm-hmm. and then build a story around that, which made for, like, a lot of inexplicable circumstances. Yes. Like, why Like why does um, Professor X, like, he's... What was it? I think there, like, the premise of one of the early movies is, like, he was looking for somebody specific... Oh, no, they were looking for Jean Grey. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. After she disappeared. And it never, like, comes up that Professor X could literally just use Cerebro and, like, find her. Right. Or anyone, literally anyone they're looking for. Anytime they have an instance where they can't find someone, he can literally find them within 10 minutes. They've, like, established that. Because he's done it in other movies. And it's like, well, it's not... I don't know, it made for a cool scene the one time he used it. Yeah. But 
they didn't make it like a common thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, there was a... <clears throat> I feel like Cerebro made it into most of the X-Men movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good, easy way to be like, hey, let's hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Move on. Not, it was but a good vehicle. Even if they just made him. it more dire. I know it did take a lot from him, mm-hmm. but they sh- it, if they wanted it to not use it very much, they should have made it like... Oh, he can only use it for so many minutes at a time, and his nose bleeds or something. Or you know, right, right. Well, he destroyed energy. it in the first movie for like that yeah. while. But and, I liked Days of Future Past the most, yeah. though, because it reset everything. Yeah, like, it was just like you know we're sorry. <laughs> Before we jump movies real quick, I, I wanted to bring this up. I saw that uh, Zoe Kravitz was in First Class, mm-hmm. and she was Angel. Mm-hmm. And in the scene that I was watching them c- recruiting, they go to the strip club. Where, mm-hmm. is, where Angel is working, and they pay for her for a private room, and Stanley's DJ, Stanley's G- DJ, and they pull her pull her back <laughs> into this private room, and they're like, "We'll show you ours if you show you, or I totally messed that up. Uh, we'll show you ours if you show us yours." And she's looking at him like, "I don't understand." And then Magneto like makes the the pot of tea like come up and like <laughs> pour the pot of tea, and then like uh, Professor grabs it and drinks it. And then she like peels her, her tattoos or the wings, and they like come alive, mm-hmm. and she starts flying around. And I'm like, this is the craziest freaking film film I've ever seen. Like <laughs> X Men was not once, like this. Once again, like made for a really this cool moment, great. but like they didn't consider like the overarching story no, besides it just fitting in that moment. They took so much time and and detail into like building these characters. They I almost forgot about <laughs> the plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was hard to. Uh, see where the direction was yeah but that's right Azazel that was the first time we got to see him too that was was he barely he was like barely in it though. was that first class or he was first, oh, class. Was first class and yeah. then the next one too because they think. that's when they first implied that it would be Nightcrawler's father right because uh, he's the first mutant is that right or yeah not the first, he's not the first is it, is it a, uh, Thanos fuck uh, apoc- apocalypse, is apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> but um, Azazel might even not predate. He's one of the early ones because that's what like they base Satan off. Of. Like yeah, in this world, right. like the Christians base their Satan off of Azazel because in, in that universe, like he just appears and disappears and he has the look that he has. I was gonna mm-hmm. see Azazel <clears throat> stuff, but no. I yes. just, I mean, like you'd said <laughs> earlier about the the continuity. Like I like even from from being a little kid and like what really turned me on to Marvel in general because um, I liked all their superheroes and other shows before that. Um, even the Hulk as a little kid, but like that X Men '92 series, like I was probably in fifth grade, no, maybe in fourth grade when that came out, depending on when it is. And I just remember like falling in love with that, and that whole, you know, they wrote a whole book about chronicling why it was the first serialized kids show, meaning mm-hmm. like each each episode affected the next in the story. So, um, you know, if you watch any other episodes of, like, He-Man or whatever it was, it was, like, you know, one and done for every single show. Like, right. oh, this is over with, and none of them ever attached. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if someone got hurt in one episode, it doesn't, you know, they're in the next yeah. episode, they're just totally fun. Yeah. Well, also, every episode, like, reset by the mm-hmm. end. Exactly. And so, like, having that, like, wow, I, what you really loved and what really turned me on, I think, to that show in general, was not only that it was just, like, kind of awesome uh, with the, you know, with, with powers and whatnot, but then you have drama included and then on top of it is serialized. So you're like, wow, I really want to know the next part of the mm-hmm. story. So when you get to these movies, you know, they're, I don't know, I think Blade predates it, but oh, yeah. it predates X-Men, the first X-Men movie. But and for all intents, it's it's like the first real comic book movie first, since Batman and Robin, I think. Yeah, like it, it was also like the first like superhero superpowers. Mm-hmm. Like 
like, I don't know, it's even weird, because I, I know Superman technically has powers and everything, but yeah. it didn't feel the same, like, mm -hmm. and even, but even before then, though, like, Superman being out was a big deal. Like, we'd see nothing else like it, you know? Right. And then X-Men comes along and shows us the first superhero ensemble. Like team, yeah. yeah. And that's what really blew it out of the water. And even though, like, I came out of it going, this was nothing like <coughs> what I read mm -hmm. and what I watched when I was little. Right. I was still excited for it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can deal with this. Yeah. But then when they move on to the next movies, after, like, X2 is okay-ish, but, like, by the time you get to X3 and beyond, like, the continuity is just done. There's no continuity whatsoever. Yeah. And there's people in it that are younger and older in certain eras and certain things. Like, Wolverine has Emma Frost in it. And it's like, why is she yeah. there? And what time? And time? And, and it doesn't make any sense. They're just basically throwing in, like, cards to kind of maybe please yeah. the, you know, the fanboys or whatever. But She's another one that showed up in one movie and then showed up in another movie mm -hmm. and were two complete oh, people. Yeah. characters. Right. Was it, was it even the powers. The... January Jones is right. For some reason, I was thinking Britney Snow. Like... But... You know, everybody it was, it was knows. white girl number four. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows this. White queen, what does she have? She has the telepathy, mm -hmm. right? Uh, she, it wasn't until later that she ended up doing the diamond, diamond skin. Thing, yeah. So they, it was cool that you saw the telepathy in the first, uh, the first class, I think it was. And then later on in, uh, what movie was that? That was Wolverine. That was Wolverine. No, not the Wolverine. It was Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine. Origins. And I think <laughs> they break out, and oh, then that movie you get that so weird. So awful. That that was yeah. That was a train wreck because they mixed a bunch of things together, thinking oh, they could get away with it. The, yeah. the Origins, whole Weapon X stuff. The Origins thing. The thing it it made me physically upset in the theaters, <laughs> and it, I think that's the first time like ever that's ever happened to me. Like I, you, I'm usually just like there's bright colors on the screen. I'm fine. Yeah. But there was a moment when, like, he, he first gets his animanium claws, and he's looking in the mirror, and you can see the claws separate from his hand because they didn't finish the CGI. Like, they were like, either they didn't catch it, they had to have caught it, yeah, or they just know. didn't, they were like, we don't have budget to, to fix it. Or timeline, maybe? Who knows? Yeah, so they're, like, he's, like, moving his hand, and then the claws stay in the same place, but his hand moves, and I was like, oh, God. Like, I paid, I mean, at the time, you know, it was like 10 bucks, so it's probably like a $20 movie ticket nowadays. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ugh. this is in the theaters. They were so excited for it. And then they like, like completely ruined Deadpool. Yeah. Oh gosh. But in addition, so, so to be complete, the, like full disclosure, I didn't really know Deadpool's whole thing growing up. I just liked his action figure, <laughs> and I liked every whenever I saw him in comic books. And it wasn't until like when Deadpool started, like when that movie happened, and people started talking about the. Dead Mark with the mouth, yeah. That's when I started picking up, like, oh, yeah, he's a joker. Like, he can regenerate, like, his whole story. And, like, even without knowing all that, I was just disappointed that he didn't even, like, look cool. Like, he looked completely different. He looked like and, a rip like, off of Spider-Man. Oh, no, what are you talking about? Like, in the movie. In the okay. movie. Like, he he looked... He, he just didn't look good at all. Yeah. Like, they didn't, they didn't make any sort of improvement. Or, and if they had any of this BS about, like, the other characters wearing black because it's, like, relatable or real or something... Mm -hmm. That then you show them like this version of Deadpool, like what is this? <laughs> we it used to call him Baraka Pool. Yeah, yeah. Remind me of like Mortal Kombat a, with Baraka. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was an abomination. Which is funny because the Mortal Kombat movies did Baraka better than like the version <laughs> of Deadpool that they did. And you know we all we all have to give it up to Ryan Reynolds for in Deadpool killing himself as Dead, oh, yeah. as Deadpool in. Wolverine. I, I love it. I can't... So, like, while we're recording this, this uh, thing's coming up that hasn't come up, come out yet, the Once Upon a Deadpool. 
where they do the PG-13 version of Deadpool. Oh, I didn't know. You what, didn't what see is this? this? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're in, so after this, we're going to watch this trailer. Um, they're re-releasing Deadpool 2 with a PG-13 rating. <laughs> but I have a feeling there's going to be some very meta editing going on. Because it looks like there's a lot of new scenes. <clears throat> and the, it's going to be framed around Fred, like Deadpool kidnapping Fred Savage and putting him in a recreation of his bedroom from Princess Bride. Is Fred Savage actually in this? He's in it. Oh my gosh. Um, at least for the outer framework. Because he's like in the same bedroom from Princess Bride. And Deadpool's <laughs> telling him the story in a child, like a family friendly way. Instead of his grandpa. And, and there's, there's a scene in the trailer where um, there's like an old couple sitting on a bench. And one of them's got, like, a box of chocolates, and the other one's, like, the woman's, like, holding, like, a balloon. And Deadpool, like, leans over and, like, looks at the lady, and she, he's like, I love your work and up. <laughs> and it's a new scene, so I'm like, I'm excited, because I don't know what they're going to patch into the story to make it family-friendly. It's weird, because it's already come out on DVD, so, like, oh, yeah. why why would they redo it now? Just get For the extra holidays. length of it? Yeah, Yeah, because I, I don't, I guess, I, I'm thinking that, like, they were going to have to do, like, a clean cut for, like, what, Walmart or something anyway? So just the, in the Deadpool spirit, I guess they're like, we're just going to make as much fun out of this as possible. Mm. What's going to be funny, though, is I wonder if this is the version that, like, whenever it syndicates, like, if this is the ver the PG-13 version is the one that's going to go on, like, TV. Like, when it goes, like, TBS or something, you know, like, <laughs> that's actually pretty brilliant. It, it Like, to put a completely different movie out. No, that's You know, as smart. a clean version. That's, that's very so funny. Like, <coughs> and, like, because, you know, you remember, like, watching, like, Independence Day? on public TV as a kid. Hmm. And there's all these moments that just don't make sense without cursing. <laughs> like, when, when he's, like, flying into the uh, the spaceship, yeah. he yells something that's, like, cursing. And then, like, the filters all would right, put... you son of a... Probably, yeah. And, but he ends up saying, like, I like corn. Or something. I forget what it is. It's some stupid line that replaces it. I'm like, it just would have been better if you just cut the scene. You know, just put, <laughs> let my imagination fill in. But... I don't know. It, the biggest sin of the original like X Men trilogy, for me, was Storm, because Storm was my favorite favorite character growing up. And Halle Berry, I didn't even dislike her before this, but now I do. Like I feel like I have personal feelings against her, because I hated her portrayal so much. So weird. She, that was, she did. <clears throat> she wasn't Storm to me. She was Halle Berry. Uh, just being a Halle Berry. In the second and third movie, I was okay okay with her i don't know i don't know i hate the third movie but like for some odd reason i was okay with her but did she fall but the, i think she was a little bit more aggressive but yeah i think i don't know she wasn't allowed to be and that was one of the things she yeah. was upset about she was upset that she didn't no one got to see storm fly because she was supposed yeah. to fly in the first movie um when uh uh i think wolverine gets knocked out by saber tooth mm -hmm. driving like she was supposed to fly that part where or whatever but she doesn't anyway but yeah, she was always upset about that, and I never had a real big problem with her. I, I definitely had a problem with the portrayal, but I kind of chalked it up with, with Singer. Um, you know, the whole... I, I, I don't know if this is completely true. What I read was there was rumors that he didn't let any of the actors read any of the comics. Yeah, that's so terrible. Like, like And that they, they, they were banned from the sets, which, <coughs> I don't know, like, sometimes these rumors, I have no idea yeah, if yeah. they're true or not, but, like, they make me like, yeah, but, that's right, that, that definitely happened but you get the bad. But you get the idea <laughs> that, like, they weren't frameworking around, or they weren't building around the framework of the comics, the yeah. source material. Mm -hmm. So bad. Like, I feel like the big, the success of the MCU is they have, like, the one of the biggest fanboys in charge of it. So you have, like, Kevin Feige, mm -hmm. who he just knows the rhythm of like 
a comic geek, you know, like even even not a comic geek, like we're all kind of casual, like we don't yeah. keep up with everything. Casuals. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, that was another idea. What would you, I, I mean, I, I would say like at, we'd ask you what you like better, but by the time you hear this, we have decided. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, I go see movies. Like I don't know very much about Captain Marvel besides she can Super Saiyan and like Rogue got her powers from her, and so like seeing the tr- Captain Marvel trailers have been like really exciting. Like I feel like I'm discovering new characters. So I guess that's the good part is like X Men both opened the door to superhero movies. But also, like, made it so that Marvel had to be creative with, like, B-level characters. Let's talk about how they really nailed casting for a lot of these characters. It's, it's like Prince songs. Like, 50% of them are like, yeah. Or, like, Tori Amos songs. Like, 50% of them are like, yeah. Then the other half are like, what the hell? Because <laughs> we talked about Storm and how that was a bad choice for Storm. Let's talk about other ones that we didn't like and ones that so, we did like. To segue into that real quick... I, now that, like, probably by 2019 or soon, the Fox will, like, the X-Men will be home. I think Marvel. January. The January. Finalizes. So whoever the new Storm is, I want, I know this is not going to happen, but I would petition. And if for some reason I become a millionaire in finance this someday, I want whoever the new Storm is, A, to be better, which it has to be. Yeah. But B, I want her to, like, murder Halle Berry's Storm on screen <laughs> to open the new era of X-Men. That'd be sick. So. I have not seen this new movie with... Uh, I've not seen uh, the Apocalypse movie. It's it, so bad. And she's just not good in it? Uh, she did a good job. She... Oh, 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 um, Alexandra Ship. Yeah. Oh, no, I like Alexandra Ship. It's just Halle Berry. I don't like... I, and I don't even think Alexandra Ship's that great. So that, I like her as an actress. She She's so young in the Apocalypse that it's hard to tell. Also, the rest of the movie's so bad. Um... She has a shot for me. Like, she could become, like... Because she, she's just a kid in Apocalypse. So I'm interested in seeing, like, where this goes. But I'm I'm, all, I'm just counting on them recasting everybody, right? Like... I didn't realize that they kept uh, Evan <clears throat> Peters as Quicksilver in Apocalypse. I must not... I, it, I watched that movie once and tried to forget about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm right now looking at the cast... Like, I didn't realize they used Evan Peters as Quicksilver for this film as well, because he was Quicksilver for the last one, uh, Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. and then the one even before that, uh, First Class. He was in First Class? Or, no, no, Days of Future Past. Yeah, that was his, yeah. So, like, the, the, as far as great castings, like, obviously Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Oh, gosh. And Hugh Jackman. Um, even, um... I can never pronounce the name right. Uh, Jenka Femke or something. Oh my god. Femke Jen, 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 yeah. Jensen? She. Femke. Jean Grey. Femke. Femke. <laughs> James Bond. She's in Goldmine. Yeah. She's. Like, I didn't have a real life perception of who Jane Grey would ever be growing up, like, mm-hmm. if there was a live action movie. And then she's in. <clears throat> she's what saved X3 for me. Yeah. Like, everybody hates the movie. I. Love her so much. She's she's a she's great, great actress. actress in the two and the three. I was just like, but her dialogue was so stupid. Like I don't know who wrote that stuff. How like, I never saw an eviler Jean Grey portrayal of Jean Grey. Like you, I thought, like the ninety two comic series where they're the they're doing the Shi'ar series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, like the evil in Dark Phoenix. Fem, Femka really killed that. Man. Yeah. She really, really like brought that in. And I'm I'm Except, also kind of mad that they didn't keep her on for like more stuff. 
She was in the Wolverine. Yeah. Oh flashback. yeah, I guess that was the flash. It's just that they were they replaced her with the uh, the girl from the young chick. Uh, yeah, Game but, of Thrones for the younger yeah. ones. Which I'm I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it's it's not the greatest. So I feel like Turner. I just don't see it. I feel like I feel like it was cast because she's like a big name now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like like, Iron Fist kind of a little bit. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like really anybody from Game of Thrones. Like, like I, Game of Thrones. Cast them. I <laughs> I dislike Finn Jones's portrayal of Iron Fist so much. Like, and it's it's weird because it almost broke the MCU for me because it's like it's so bad. Like him and like Sigourney Weaver's like fight choreography in the TV series, uh, the Netflix series, like so slowly paced. It almost seems like a parody. Mm. Like what it would be. But with the the weirdest thing and the rumor in Hollywood about Iron Fist was that the guy who played the drunken villain in the first season of Iron Fist was up for the role of Iron Fist and didn't get it. And he's like mixed white and Asian. Like he was just better. Like I'm not even like upset about the race thing. It's just that like, he was just a better actor. <laughs> Again, like, the four minutes he was on screen, he like outperformed every in every facet. You know who else outperformed their character actually is uh, Beast. I was just seeing like Kelsey Grammer as oh, Beast. Yeah. The original Beast yeah. was awesome. He like it fits so well. That movie was absolutely horrible, but I will give it to like that is like a perfect casting yeah. right alongside Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, and and, and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine mm. and Femke whatever Jean Grey. Yeah, Femke like, Jan- Jansen. Um, who else? There was somebody else too. I also think they did a good job of going from Rebecca Stam or Rebecca Romain oh. to uh, yeah. Both mistakes were great. I could believe them both. Jennifer, I, mean, I could believe that Jennifer Lawrence grows up to be Rebecca Romain Stamos. Like, because <laughs> Rebecca in her that like she obviously was just a side character. She didn't really have a lot of big supporting lines in the movie. Uh, to where you know completely opposite of where. Uh, the the um, mystique we know now had it was like the the forefront of the movie yeah, for a lot which of I it. I don't like at all. Mm, yeah. I liked her being a lot more like mystique, mysterious. To yeah, where, like she doesn't yeah. say well, a lot. That was the thing. She in the, kicks a lot of ass. In the animated yeah. series, she would just kind of float in and out. Like she would literally disappear in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when before the episode would end, and then she would just appear somewhere because like you'd be like, oh, someone's acting. That person's acting weird. That senator's acting weird. And then like at the like in the middle episode, you see those yellow eyes flash. You know, being like 10, you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I think they did a good job with Iceman, too. Like, having oh, yeah. Ashmore, kid. Sean Ashmore. He used to be in other movies, too, though, right? Because I remember at the time, he was like a little time, more popular. Yeah. Well, he also has a twin. Is he? Oh. Yeah, that's, that's why they, they could do the... Know, that's nuts. And there's a weird scene that he gets to cut out. And, and the stupid thing, too, is uh, the first Colossus... What, was that X2 or X3? X2 he was in. So... I don't... I mean, I think his casting was fine because mm-hmm. half of it was CG anyway. Yeah. But he had, like, three-word line and they couldn't made it in, like, a remotely Russian accent or anything. Like, he was oh just the guy. I can help you. That was so weird. <laughs> That's right. And then it, the ongoing joke that, like, Jubilee's just always screwed over. <laughs> like, and it's always a different girl. And it had to be, like, the That's Asian so girl, too. Like, they were like, it's fine. We'll just cast some other Asian chick. I don't think I don't know if that was like on purpose, but it was like this like underlying like this undertone of the whole thing was like just replace them with some other you know slanty eye. Well, Kitty was girl. three different people too. Yeah, like and Ellen pa- was Ellen Page ended up yeah she ended up being like the hero one by the time Days of Future Past happened. Yeah, she's in the third one. It works, but it's it's so it cracks me up though because like Jubilee like a clearly everybody wants to see her, mm-hmm. and B like they have her in movies every time they just cut her out. 
<laughs> it shows that one line in uh, the second movie where she's like, the storm's like, Jubilee, storm! And that's it. <laughs> yeah. She's supposed to be, and there's all these deleted scenes of her. And was oh, it man. Days of Future Past or First Class? They did the whole viral campaign. Oh. It was Apocalypse. For, uh, was the, it? yeah, the Jubilee commercials. It was like, yeah, these infomercial what? things. You didn't see those? I told like, you I didn't see that movie. I kind of oh, No, no, no. There, there was these <laughs> promo campaign leading up to it. They put videos out. Like, oh, really? Instead of trailers. And it was like, Jubilee was like the spokesperson for Professor Xavier's school. And it was like in a VHS infomercial, like, sign up today for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she was featured in a series of them. Like, there was a few of them, I believe. Mm. And so it built up all this hype of, like, Jubilee's finally going to get her spotlight. And they had a girl that, I forget if she played her more than once. I don't, I don't know. No, I don't remember. If not, whoever it was. I do think, look, like, Jubilee for X3 uh -huh. was Kay Wong. That wasn't her. Yeah. She looks so oddly familiar. But... The Jubilee that was in the viral videos, I completely bought it. She looked like a 90s, like, Asian-American girl, you know, like, mm. they even worked in, like, Jubilee's outfit, if you think about it, is kind of ridiculous, like, with, like, the bright uh -huh. yellow, like, yeah. jacket, like, rain jacket thing and everything. But because it was set, like, in the 90s, 80s mm -hmm. thing, it was like, that works. That's the girl, like, that's how she would dress, like, to be the trendiest, you it know. It fit well, yeah. Girl and like, but then in the movie happened. I don't. I don't even know if she was in it at all. I can't remember now. If it was, it was like in the background. You know what it was? It was a mistake. It was the. Uh, quick, oh no, that's the cartoon. It was the quick <laughs> It was the Quicksilver scene. Oh yeah. You know, like each of the new films like has like that slow motion stop time Quicksilver thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That scene I, in the movie sometimes. That was like one of. That might have been the only, but it was definitely one of the few times that Jubilee like appeared mm. briefly. In it, 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 it was so weird. Like they had Isn't that her. Funny? They had her, and they were doing stuff. And she's, like, a main part of the 92 series. Though. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. she's kind of the catalyst. Just like, I don't know if you've ever seen that original uh, cartoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Pride of the X-Men or whatever, where they had Kitty Pride. Like, she's the catalyst of, yeah. like, okay, here. And even in the first X-Men movie, you know, they use Rogue as, like, the catalyst. Yeah. Like, oh, this is this new person into this yeah. situation that throws things. that, that can, You can actually kind of be that person walking through it. So I kind of yeah. got that. Which I kind of liked about the singer's first one, at least. Speaking of Rogue, she was definitely not one that I appreciated casting on. Yeah. That oh, one, yeah, the first ones, yes. yes. That one, I was like... When I, she got I, older, I was okay with she, it, but... Yeah, well, see, she was, to me, she was always just like, fine, I'm like, let's let it go. You have Patrick Stewart as mm -hmm. Professor Xavier. I, I, it's just really hard for me to not see that 92 animated series, yeah. Rogue. Yeah, like a full, like, grown woman vixen. Like, toots! You missed, like, yeah. Like, the attitude. Yeah, the attitude, yeah. strong, very strong woman, and she yeah. can't have, like, the, you know, the relationship that she needs to have. That's a really good, like, strong suit, you know, like... The big, know. Yeah, for characters? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The biggest difference to me was... Like the X, the Rogue in Singer's X Men movies, like clearly didn't want to be touched. She was like very traumatized by it. Yes. She's a teenager. She's really young. And the one that I had grown up with, I don't know how she was in the comics, but the one I'd grown up with in the animated series, it, it a she was like older. She had been at least ten oh, years yeah. older in the series. But you always got this vibe that she, she's kind of like kinky, you know. Like she clearly, she gives us a vibe that she all, she wants to be touched. Yeah. You know, like in in she's this, that Southern Belle. Like know? yeah, like in, well, she, <laughs> like she's the girl from True Blood too. She's all she no 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 in the in the anime series. Mm. Oh, in the like, anime. You always series. got this vibe that she was like, come over here. You know, she always had these like really flirty things and mm -hmm. stuff. And she had that Southern twang, yeah. Yeah, and then in the uh, movies. She was like, don't touch me. You know, like that's so weird. Super mm -hmm. reserved, like almost timid, scared. And so I, but, the opposite. 
I liked the animated series version better because it felt like a really crazy dichotomy. Because the one thing, she, like, the thing that she wanted, maybe not the most, but, like, wanted a lot of, was the one thing she couldn't have. Yeah. And because she couldn't have it, she wanted it more. And this mm -hmm. is this ongoing tension that would never go away because mm -hmm. she just knew how her life was. That sounds it. like a strong character for me to put into a movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a, a strong show. female character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is, like, she, she's very, like, comfortable in her femininity, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like, strong and aggressive and stuff. And... And, but also, like, not able to do it physically without killing someone. All right. I remember my dad coming in, because I, I I think it was probably fifth grade when this came out. And uh, my dad came in, and he would watch these with me sometimes. And he, you know, which is weird, because my dad is kind of just odd in general with, with superheroes or whatever. But he loved the show. Mm -hmm. And so every once in a while, you see him sneak in. And he'd sit there, and then he just turned around and said something like, oh, that's really smart. Make the really hot girl the one you can't touch. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, Dad, gosh dang Also, it. all of them were Funny. hot. Though. That's true. They're all like, like super like you look at shoots. Yeah, I love like, that he found the philosophy in the cartoon. Exactly. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, like everyone is like ripped. Yeah, like mm -hmm. Scott Summers. Like, like that doesn't that that looks like it hurts. Like if you actually like. I don't know it, it, but it was acceptable. Like I, it looks like Charlie horses on top of each other. <laughs> What's your power? Un uncontrollable uh, muscle. My crabs. body seizing. Ah, ah, I really ah, can't move. Yeah. But these muscles look great. <laughs> um, you'd mentioned the uh, original X Men series, the X Men pilot, the Pride of the X Men. Oh. It was yeah. funny because we were working. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, Vince and I have a YouTube channel called RKBC. It's the name of our band. We did a couple collabs with our friend Scott over at NerdSync, and on his channel, we he does like the history of a musical thing or something, and we help write that. And then on our channel, we um, oh, getting text. Okay, on our channel, we sat with the composer and like of the X Men theme song and watched covers of the X Men theme song. So we got to talk to Ron Wasserman, who is the composer, about these things. And like uh, after we interviewed him, we we based the script and the narrative of the episode of the history of the song around Ron's answers in case there was like interesting stories or whatever and um, he had said something like uh, from the moment that like I heard the name of the team and they gave me the the original visuals and stuff I knew that like they had to be instrumental mm. because there's no cool there's no good way to sing X-Men <laughs> and we had that clip and so I was reviewing the the interview with Scott after the fact, and I was like, after he says that, you have to cut to the theme song from the Pride of the X-Men pilot. And Scott was like, the what? Oh, he didn't know. That's right. No, so, and it's funny because, like, I expected him to know because he's, like, the comic guy. And especially history and stuff. But I keep forgetting, he's also ten years younger than me. Mm. So, like, that was right. He's, he's aware of the original animated series and appreciates it because of the historical value, but he didn't actually grow up with it on air. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, like our generation of Scooby-Doo. Like, Scooby probably came out like a decade or two before we were born. Yeah. But it had like a revitalization by the time we were like little kids. Yeah. So I think the X-Men animated series was like that for him. And so like the idea of the first pilot like was... For, so, I, so I was like, right, here's a link. Go check it out. It's awful. Because like, <laughs> like Wolverine was Australian. Sometimes the wrong voices came out of characters. But the crux of it is like no matter what kind of like technical errors there are, if the story is good, it doesn't matter. Because like the X Men animated series, especially the early seasons, had so many technical errors mm -hmm. in it. But I still loved it. <clears throat> oh, like yeah. Scott, after me telling that story, he went. He was editing like the X Men video for his YouTube channel, and he had noticed like 
There's a scene in maybe the first episode or one of the first couple episodes where Jubilee gets um, kidnapped. And so all the X-Men are sitting in, like, not the danger room, but, like, the war room. That's mm-hmm. right. Watching the TV monitors. Yeah. Watching a report about how Jubilee was uh, kidnapped. And when it cuts back to the room, Jubilee's sitting in the back watching the TV. <laughs> I had never noticed that as a kid. And even watching it back, knowing the air, I was like, that's fine. It's fine. The story's so good. Like... <laughs> That's I remember sorry. stuff like that happening, like, I didn't notice that. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember stuff like that happening a lot in the Ninja Turtles cartoons. Because, be honest, like, oh, that's yeah. actually what probably, that and, uh, what's that, the greatest American hero, isn't that, that the oh, TV yeah. show? Those are the two things that kind of, like, turned me on to superheroes. That and Ninja Turtles as being a little child. Like, I grew up in that, like, Ninja Turtle area, era where, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, everything's Ninja Turtles. Oh, Street yeah. Sharks and <laughs> oh, Squat gosh. Cats. Yeah, and gosh, Bucky O'Hare. And, and uh, what was the Martian Biker Mike? Yeah, biker mice from Mars. Biker, yeah, biker they were they're literally just like find like um like some like adjective qualifier, <laughs> exactly random animal, and then like some something like alien or <laughs> like you know like monstrous or something. Do a line of coke and then like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, gargoyles was another one. But Gargoyles was so good. Gargoyles was good. Yeah. Gargoyles, Batman animated series, and um, X Men were the trifecta for a little while, and then yeah. Spider Man came out. Yeah. I was, well, I was saying that was like the, the Ninja Turtles show, very, very often, it'd be like Leonardo would be talking, but it would be like Raphael's red. Yeah. Or whatever. Or someone, something like that all the time. Like, just, you know, Irma would be saying something, but it wouldn't be her mouth moving at all. Like, mm-hmm, like, you know, like, her mouth, what the heck? Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned that, too, because that, as a kid, I won't say it was my favorite thing, but the, I remember the first time I noticed, like, something was colored wrong. Like, because you know, like, how every character has, like, bulging muscles? Yeah. I would just notice, like... One part that sh- was should have been like still part of his arm, I guess whoever was working like just missed it and like colored it part of the background of the chair. So it's like the guy had like a patch of his arm was like brown mm. or something. <laughs> After I noticed that, I it was one of my favorite games to play is like looking for coloring errors in the thing because it yeah. kind of helped me understand that it was a cartoon and I really liked that. And <laughs> I don't notice the way technology is now. I don't notice mistakes like that as much anymore. And I wonder if it's as fun to watch if you're like a new viewer. Because I, I enjoy those little quirks, you know, mm. like the wrong characters talking. I imagine nowadays that doesn't happen like at all for yeah. how much that they have to pour they pour over that stuff, and yeah. it's so easy and quick. Like mm. they probably noticed back then, but they were like budget and time. Oh, yeah, you gotta yeah. get you know. Yeah, there's well, a lot more money into it now. Mm. That that was something about the original X Men series is uh, it got delayed by like half a year or something. Yeah. I think Ron said because uh, there were so many errors in those initial episodes. That they send them back to be mm. redone because they were doing they were done out of the U.S. Yeah, there's Saban. Were, Saban I, I think, was doing it. Uh, Saban, yeah, yeah. So it's Haim Saban, and I, I think they're animated in Korea, like yeah. South Korea. Um, but yeah, but they redid all of them, and even with all of that, there were still those errors, like Jubilee in the room mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff. And like the, some of the errors were like the layers were wrong, so they they would animate someone who was behind like a table. Mm. So you could see like the bottom of their torso is like boxed off or something, (laughs) but the cell was put like the wrong order. So he's in front of like all the characters, but like reaching behind the table somehow, even though he's like it. That's funny. So yeah, even after all that, it's like huge mistakes too. And then by the end of the series, there was like a series of errors in episodes that got sent back, but then the set after that got sent first. Mm -hmm. So even if you get the the DVD set now, they're in the wrong order. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, people uh, aren't captured anymore. And I don't think so. I think I got the DVD set. I think they're in order now. The the one... I think the same one. I They were wrong when I got yeah. them. Yeah. Hmm. 
Like yeah, I knew to I watch remember. them in a different order. We had to look online to get the right order. Mm -hmm. Because it's one of the seasons, the first set of uh, episodes are wrong. Because mm -hmm. um, they went in chronological. Like, but if and you, you flip, can tell. Because it's serial, you know, it's supposed to Yeah, so I remember yeah. when it happened, because I was pissed. Because it's yeah. like, new show this week. And we're like, yay. And then like, I go to watch it. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like... What is this? Yeah. I'm like, look at my dad. My dad, uh, you know, sitting in the back watching Rogue. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. what is, oh my gosh, like, this is supposed to be a new one. And he's like, write him a letter. I'm like, no. <laughs> Even as a kid, I'm like, that's not going to do anything. Although at that time, it probably would have because you're like, they, they, they fucking wrote a letter. Like, because <laughs> like, I, I feel like the now, whenever, like, like right now what's happening is like there's an outrage for Netflix, like getting rid of friends, not getting rid of friends. They probably just mm. couldn't afford to renew rights or it wasn't viable or whatever mm. so everybody threw this uproar about it and i hear it's going it is going to stay because of that but most of the time when there's those online things like don't cancel firefly mm. or something they're like whatever <laughs> which know? also happens to be fox by the way oh, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> they're getting go. those episodes mixed up and screwing the series yeah. <laughs> so but at, i think you know back at that time when you had to like physically write a letter like oh someone like wrote something <laughs> and then they like found our address and like mailed it to us and they put money and like mailing it to us right uh, don't, don't you remember like the like there was like some league of like moms or something that like would like attack cartoons because of mm -hmm. violence and stuff like in the early 90s so like like if you watch the first season of ninja turtles it's got like some great animation and it's got some great like like you know, they, they, they chop up a bunch of robots and stuff, so they don't ever really hurt anybody, but they use their weapons. You watch anything after that, and it progressively gets just <laughs> hilarious to where, like, they're just throwing pizzas at, like, these fake mobster oh, bad the Ninja guys. Turtles. Like, hey, watch out, buddy. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles never actually use their weapons, do they? In the first season, they do. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. yeah and exactly. because they, you know, they throw, like, the foot soldiers, oh, they're robots. Like, oh, well, mm -hmm. we can, like, I think at one point in time, they're like, these guys are robots. And they just start, like, slicing them I do remember that, yeah. And, uh, I didn't remember, they used to be human, though? In the comics. I mean, in yeah. the cartoons. In the originals, yeah. No, but by the time they got to the cartoons, they were robots? Yeah. In the cartoons, okay. they were always robots. Okay, I, did, I was yeah. like, oh, well, they used to be like humans in the cartoon? No, no. The robot thing kind of made sense in my head. I was Like, when I got older, I was like, how did Shredder afford all that? <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the beginning there, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was he always with Krang? I think, in the, I think in the cartoon, he was always with Krang. Oh, oh okay. I don't know, yeah. I, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not, not sure. I don't I haven't seen know enough, yeah, to really speak on Turtles, actually. I've seen a lot of stuff, but I don't know much. I love how much that concept of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles resonates with, like, several generations. Yeah. Like, growing up, my favorite was always Raphael. Mm -hmm. I like size, and also, like, he looked cooler. I think maybe the distinction between the red and the green or something. I just really loved it. So Just like Christmas. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm a Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm right. I'm in my best element right now because it's December. <laughs> um... But uh, Vince's nephew was turning maybe, what, three or four? Yeah. Or something. And he was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And A, I was like, that's awesome. Because he's in love with it completely independent of anything that we knew. Because it was like a new series or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. Like, just because in this new series that he was watching was like completely different than the one we grew up with. Yeah. With the concept of it. Like, it was like, you know, four brothers that were identical physically but very different like uh, personality wise which mm -hmm. is something we resonate with if you know us like you know like but like I remember asking uh, Vince's sister uh, his nephew's mother like what's what's his favorite I feel like it's gonna be Raph and then she, she texts back like the angry one I'm like it's Raph <laughs> the angry one <laughs> yeah the, the rude dude yeah, the rude. 
Um, Give him a break. He also had the only one that could like, <laughs> like hurt you pretty bad. Like the other ones were like hitting things, but this one he could just stab you in the face. What? Yeah, what but the Leo had not had swords though. Like, oh, that's not. true. Like I was always a fan of Leo. Like okay. and like I'm sure it just follows like my personality as like yeah. you know, being the oldest child or whatever. I mean, uh-huh. And which has really resonated with me because I had three. Uh, well, I had uh, three siblings, two younger brothers, and then the youngest was a sister. So, um, but yeah, it's my. We kind of almost. To be honest, I'm sure it's some like psychological thing to where like okay, mm-hmm. the oldest would be like you know, the one that's like the leader, and then you got the one in the middle that's kind of a yeah. <laughs> kind of a jerk, and bad then, dude. And then the one that you get the one that's a goofy kid. That's like my brother Michael's the goofy kid, and Marcus is the serious one who can has a temper. You know, like yeah. it, it just makes total sense. I'm yeah. sure it's some psychological. Well, thing. no, it's the same thing. Like my old older brother was Leonardo, I was Raphael, mm-hmm. and my cousin Greg was, which was the next closest down. Uh, was Michelangelo and poor Donatello? He just was—he never got picked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, with no love for Donnie. But Did I they... wanted to express how if this is another asp or another thing where this—you have an ensemble cast of heroes, yeah, that are brothers, and it's, it's like it's almost like they purposely wanted the our our youth to to know teamwork mm-hmm. in a very like. Uh, I was weird. I would say I was gonna say organic, and it kind of was organic, but also it was kind of like weirdly convenient because mm. all those stories were like, "You have the thing, and you have the power, and you have the key, and you have the smarts," <laughs> and like, "Oh, we have the perfect mix of things right now." Yeah. Um, but what about with, the movies? So, which which one did we? Oh, it wasn't. Was it Turtles in Time the second one? Turtles in Time was. It wasn't even called Turtles in Time. Yeah, what was that called? It was just called Turtles Three. Yeah. I just remember like the the samurai outfits and yeah. stuff. And the Secret of the Ooze was two? That's the second one, yeah. Which is the one they ended with Splinter and then Lampshade? Was that the first one? Like he was dancing, he was like, look at me, I'm so cool. I think that might have been the first one. Um, I don't know. The first one's not that goofy. Like the second one's definitely a lot more lighthearted. Maybe maybe it was the second one then. It might have been the second one. Because I I remember we watched it fairly recently, within the last year or so. And I I loved how campy they just made Splinter. They Mm -hmm. were like... He's a giant talking rat <laughs> at, who fought, who like foster fathered like four turtles. Mm-hmm. Like we know what this is. Like, and I loved it. Even as an adult, like watching it later, I'm like, it's not even nostalgia. I mean, it is nostalgia. I love that part. But independent of it, I was like, I love like a film that's not referencing how aware it is of itself, yeah. but just aware and like not trying to take itself too seriously. I love that they made it work. Like yeah. way back then, they got like what Jim Henson or whoever, and they they created new technology Just for these suits. stupid suits, and we believed it like hundred oh, yeah. percent. And I watch my kids watch it. Like yeah. we have it on VHS, and they're like, "Let's watch Ninja Turtles." And like, yeah. really? They haven't even seen the second one yet. They really want to, and I'm like, I don't know. Like it's all right. I think the third one's terrible, but the second one's like okay. It's okay. I really enjoyed the third one, um, like only because I was a little was, kid. And was yeah. this a Christmas movie? And we're looking at the no. covers, yeah. and there's like they're wearing Santa hats. That's just a, a poster. But they're also okay. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> the only part of the, the, the is yeah. that lantern or the the. Oh, I never yeah, noticed. Yeah. They're yeah. also they're in a like the the center of a Japanese flag. Yep, I noticed that. Well, yeah, it's because they go back to Japan. Yeah, they, in the yeah. feudal Japan. Yeah. There's another poster. I mean, I love. I liked all three of these. I did too. Well, the turn it, the, you know, to, to, to tie it in with the with the whole X Men thing, the whole thing, the reason for the podcast, you know, like, is we really, you know, um, we wanted these movies to be like real and like 
not goofy and like not be and i know it's it's hard for them not to not be goofy you know in the first mm -hmm. movie the first first turtles movie like it's very very serious mm -hmm. to be honest and i think craft curses and my mom being like oh, you know uh -huh. like and that you know there's only like a few light-hearted parts you know but it's and it's so serious and, and i mean i still love that movie and yeah. like the x-men movies at some point just go off the rails and like yeah they don't want to jump into that you know they they were scared about the spandex thing and you know the which, humor go ahead well they just missed a huge component because even scott over at nerds thing talks about this but like the reason that there was like bright colored spandex in all these comic books is to distinguish visually like all the different characters and personalities and powers and stuff mm -hmm. so it's a key component to like what we all grew up loving like I didn't, there's a reason I didn't grow up reading like graphic novels that were like dramas and bland and stuff, mm -hmm. which is a whole another like fan base. I wanted to see a bunch of like flashy colors flying across this page, you know, like cutting and shooting at each other. Yeah. And so we go to see this movie, like 99% of the time I'm going to see a movie because I'm trying to escape something, mm -hmm. even if it's just a little bit. So like, I want to see like, I want to see Storm be in like fucking chrome spandex <laughs> like giving some weird incantation and summoning the tornadoes and stuff oh God. without any read i would i accept storm being able to like, needing to make like that um well, i don't even it's not an incantation but like that declaration to the gods or whatever mm -hmm. to do like lightning over whatever the halle berry thing was yeah like it, I, mean, I want to see that like uh, <laughs> i, I want to see like the the brain waves coming out of professor x's head mm -hmm. like Yellow Spandex and Wolverine. So there's the three movies next to each other. There you go. Oh, yeah, yep. so Ninja Turtles. But Secret of the Ooze was like the Turtle Mania yeah. era, right? That was That's the Go Ninja. When they go did, Ninja. yeah, when they had Vanilla Ice in it, but then after shortly following it, or maybe, I don't, I don't know the timeline, but Pizza Hut teamed up with whatever and they did like a music concert thing. I remember being, being oh. huge. I never got to see it, but I, or I never got to go to it, but I remember they also made a VHS for it. I was going to say, I had the VHS tape. Yep. And so it's like, it's just, it got way out of hand. So it got like, they're just like, let's milk it for what it's worth. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it's so funny because I don't know if it was produced in LA. I'm just assuming. But now that we've all, we all live in LA, I kind of, I see it. Like, can you imagine being the guy that like went to Bert, like Juilliard for art, for like acting? And you're trying to make your big break. And like, um, there's this thing that like, you're going to air a guitar in this giant turtle foam outfit. <laughs> And it's like a... Then you get that face. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a Twilight Zone version of getting your wish, you know? Like, I just want to be cheered on by thousands of people. So you're in the stadium, only you're behind, like, six inches of foam. <laughs> Singing a ballad. Yeah. <laughs> to a... to a, like pizza. To a Japanese rat. You know, like... <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, and they had the cassette, too. You could buy the cassette songs at Pizza, or at Pizza Hut or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I remember that. Pizza power. <laughs> remember song. So we continue this conversation for a little bit more. Uh, make sure you check out the next episode to complete this. I think this pears thing is happening here. Like, not the fruit, but, like, two. Yeah, we come things. together and we'll do something super long, and then we'll chop it in two pieces. That's right. Uh, Vince and I are RKVC, or band, and a YouTube channel, and uh, Josh has a podcast called Band's Life. Uh, yep. music and bands and we're, we appear on that once and his daughters have a podcast Nerd Schmerd or yep. not podcast YouTube show Nerd Schmerd yep and uh, you can find us all on YouTube and the Twitters and Instagrams and all that stuff RKVC and A Band's Life and Nerd Schmerd yeah and catch the next segment and we'll see you there